Let's the go. The Lulu continues, honey. The Lulu continues. It won't <laughs> stop. Wait, can't stop, won't stop. Rock and roll. We, we, we get down, down baby. We, we get, get down. down. Hey. I used to stick around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bust the rhyme. Remember it the is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It is. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Would you be my neighbor? I would totally be your neighbor. I've been your roommate. Yeah, I'm singing Mr. Rogers. Remember Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? Yep. I was trying to say, like, could you be, like, I was trying to figure out the lyrics. It is what it is. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Would you be mine? Could you be my neighbor? No. Would you be my neighbor? I don't know. I don't remember. I do remember it. I remember him doing a whole wardrobe change in front yeah, of me. Yeah, for sure. Um, teaching me life lessons. Mm-hmm. It was a good time. Yeah, it was a great time. Yeah. So. Cray cray. What's down, everybody? What's down? She's Jess. <laughs> this is Lolo. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the What's Down podcast. Yeah. Can you believe it? You made it back here. You made it back. Or for, this is your first time here. Or is this your first time? Either way, thank you for tuning in. Yes. We're so excited to be talking to you and for you to be listening to us chat to each other. Yeah. This is episode 13 now. Lucky number 13. It's a lucky number for us. Yeah. We're still in Delulu, by the way. So. Yes. We had a great day today. Yep. Lit, but for real. We actually did have a really good day so far. Yeah. We started <laughs> the day in Delulu. By the time I got here, we started having a great day. Yeah. Um, we left. We went to a cafe. Yeah, we went to a new cafe. It was pretty decent yeah then we had a walk walk um, on the lake walk on the lake had a sit down actually had a really good conversation i wish we would have recorded we never record the best of the conversations at some point we got to get a patreon so we can just like uh, have like those like little side conversations like maybe Mm. try to get them on some type of camera or audio yeah and um open them up but that's not why you're here no. You're here to talk about whatever the title is of this video. <laughs> and we will figure that out as we keep as, recording. And as we as we learn. Yes. So so yeah. So but thank you so much for tuning in. I know we're starting out a little different today. We are. I we're know. Trying so, something new. Yeah. On the wall. See, and please let us know in the comments mm-hmm. what you think about this. We are gonna be giving anonymous advice today. Yeah. So let's see how we do. Let's see how we do. Take it away, girl. Yes. Disclaimer, we are not licensed professionals. We no. don't know anything about the subjects and Mm-mm. all that stuff. So, nope. I found two that I think that we'll really like. Okay. Starting with this one because we did have an episode about this subject specifically. Okay. So, boyfriend wants kids. I don't. Gotcha. Yes. So, before anyone says you'll change your mind, no, I fucking won't. Mm. That's deep. As the title says... My boyfriend wants kids. He wants to build a family. I see myself marrying him, but I would never be happy or have a stable life as a mom. He won't budge and claims that he will make me change my mind. I feel ill whenever he says that stuff like that. That's deep. Um, Mm -hmm. I've had multiple serious talks with him about this topic. Would it be best to end it now? I feel like this will just drag on until it's too late to find someone else who doesn't want to have kids. I really can see us getting married. And of course, marriage has been brought up a few times. Mm -hmm. Every other issue we've come across in our relationship, we've handled with grace and understanding. 
Okay. Yes. So this basically like gives a call back to our child free episode. Yes. Man. Um I feel like I have this instinct to say a bunch of words. <laughs> okay. But I feel like deep in my heart my ultimate answer is like you have to at some point move on. Yeah. Because there's no compromise on kids. No. There there isn't. Like either you have them or you don't. Yeah. And I think the worst thing that you can do is one, you don't want to drag something on on and on and on. Yeah. Um and because it just feels like a like you've wasted so much time. Yeah. Like you know what you want. He, he and you won't budge on your answer. Mm-hmm. He won't budge on his answer. And so it's like if that's the case, then what's the point in moving forward? Right. I can see, like, because I know some women who are like, I don't want them now. But yeah. I'm like, they're like, I'm 99% sure I don't want them. Mm-hmm. But I leave that little 1% open in case I meet someone that makes me change my mind. Yeah. But if she's at this point now where she's just like, I'm not changing my mind, then it's like, why why, why withhold yourself from meeting the right person for you? Yeah. Um, versus like staying with this other person who and you know that they want something that you don't want and then it's, mm-hmm. it keeps being a point of contention in your relationship and then the the consistency by which he is saying like you will have my kid i don't know man that's i just felt ill like i'm sure she feels yeah because i'm like what is that what does that even mean like yeah. is, is my birth control about to be switched up with t- tic tacs and a sugar pill yeah like this is a little minty yeah (laughs) like what does that mean yeah i don't know i i think that if you are if you keep coming to this place of contention Mm -hmm. then i i feel like you maybe you need to just have an actual conversation and just be like look i'm not budging on this you're not budging on this we maybe need to go our separate ways and um I don't know. That's like, like I said, you can't really compromise on children. Yeah. I can see how difficult that decision must be for Mm -hmm. her. Yeah. Because if everything works in the relationship outside of this thing, Mm -hmm. I can see how difficult it may be for her to let go. Oh, for sure. But like this person is great. They deal well with my family. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they maybe they live together and their cohabitation is perfect. Um, yeah. Maybe everything else in their lives they agree on. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, I want to live in this neighborhood. I do, too. Or this and that. You know, they yeah. have, probably have so many similarities and so many things that they agree on. But this one thing. And you have to remember the one thing that they are, like, having a point of contention on mm-hmm. is a big thing. Yeah. Um, and you don't want to like, I guess, get down the road and be like, you know what? I'll just fold on this. Mm. Either one of them. Yeah. Either one. Because then they'll end up having resentment. They'll end up being like, you know what? I knew that I didn't want to do this thing and I did it anyway. And now I'm miserable. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, okay, well just, you're both, sounds like they're both young. Yeah. Like you can be friends or you can just decide, you know what? This this doesn't work. Mm-hmm. We need to go our separate ways and find the people who it's not about checking boxes. No, it's about m- having a meeting of the minds and making sure that the thing, the important things. match. Yeah. Up. Like those core values and like, yeah, because 
one thing that I've learned, and this is not not that I've been in so many relationships, but just mm-hmm. like in observing people and then just like having like being in different relationships and stuff yeah. is like it almost a hundred percent of the time mm-hmm. the things that break the relationship down, yeah. whether it's six months later, a year later, two years later, what a ten years later mm-hmm. are typically the things that you had a little mm, about mm. in the very beginning. Yeah. And you chose to ignore it or you chose to be like, ah, it's not that big of a deal mm-hmm. or it's just this thing. And it's just like, those are the things that sort of continue to weave their way through relationships and then ultimately becomes the same thing yeah. that causes the relationship to end. Yeah. Like I remember I was watching uh, Kristen Cavallari and she was talking about like, she was married to Jay Cutler at one point, which ugh, bears. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That, that name means something different to Chicago bears. Sorry, fans. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. 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 Sorry, mom <laughs> and brothers. Yeah. But anyway, when she was married to him and they got divorced and I was watching her, one of her, she was a guest on her, on a podcast. I think it was call her daddy. Okay. And she was saying like, she said, all the reasons, all the issues that I had in my marriage in the beginning were all those same issues and reasons why we got divorced. Yeah. So I know when you're young, it just seems like, oh, this is not this, this is not that. Mm-hmm. It always keep it keeps coming yeah. back up. It's just like this, it's like this, found this crack in the foundation like that you just don't fix and it just keeps causing issues later on so i think like if you know who you are and you know what you want and what you don't want and you know that you're not willing to really budge on that Mm -hmm. and he's also not budging on that Mm -hmm. then just let it go because then like let's say you do break down and you do have a kid right and now you feel like you owe him like, you know, now you feel like he owes you. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And it's just I like did this thing. For yeah. You, you don't want to change diapers. I don't even want to have this kid. And now you don't want to change diapers. You don't want to wake up in the middle of the night like you wanted this so bad. A bigger problem. Yeah. Man. So it's like now it's like, how do you have that? How do you exist with that without the resentment of you wanted this thing mm-hmm. and now you don't want to help me or you don't want to do your part or whatever? And I'm not saying that that person wouldn't, mm-hmm. but it's just like you're. I feel like when you make a when you make a compromise on something that you didn't really want to do, yeah. it's like then you hold that resentment against the other person because you feel like they made you do it, which they didn't. You right. made a decision, but it's like now it's like it's like almost like I think about uh, Sex in the City when Charlotte was becoming Jewish, yeah, and Harry was just like, "Is this gonna be a thing? Like every time something happens, is I gave up Christ for you? <laughs> like that's what that reminds me of. Yeah. It's like." Every time we have a, a breakdown, it's like, but I did this thing for you, this thing that I didn't want to do. So mm-hmm. I think for stuff like that, that to me, that's not like compromising on where to eat or where to live. That's you know what different. I'm saying? Like, that's so different. Um, but when you talk about having children and then think about the kid, yeah. right? Like a, a possible kid that you could have. It's like. I don't know. I want, I I feel like if I were to ever change my mind about having kids, Mm -hmm. like I want my kid to know that I wanted them here. Yeah. That I went out of my way and I really wanted to make sure that I was a mom. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be like, well, your dad begged me. Like that just, I don't know. So I would say if coming from older me, like just being older and knowing how these things sort of break down, just, yeah, just go your separate ways. And and if, and if somehow maybe you change your mind or you guys come back together, that's different, Mm -hmm. but you don't want to waste so much time. 
Yeah. And I think about it from the other end, too. It's like that dream deferred. Like, mm-hmm. I really wanted to be a father, and I chose not to mm-hmm. because I loved you. Mm-hmm. But now this thing is, like, eating at me. Like, this thing that I wanted to do, the that feeling of wanting to nurture someone. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, just, just let it go, guys. Yeah, just let it go. That's my advice on that one. Yeah. That's sad. That's a sad one. That's all right. Maybe I. <laughs> they're, <laughs> yeah, right. they're, they're kids. Uh, let me see. There's another one here that we can go to. Oh, yeah. This one is boyfriend staring at other women. Okay. All right. So I guess the advice I'm asking for is should I be upset that my boyfriend keeps complimenting other women and staring at other women in front of me? Mm-hmm. It makes me feel super insecure and embarrassed by my appearance. I have trust issues and self-esteem issues, so I don't know if it's just me or if it's a real problem. Mm-hmm. If anyone has advice or personal experience they like to share, it would be appreciated. I'm going to let you start with this one. Okay. I don't necessarily have personal experience with it. Mm -mm. Um, but coming from the perspective of like understanding self-esteem issues or understanding trust issues, Mm -hmm. um, I think that if this is a problem that gnaws at you every time they do it and it's a real problem, like, I guess my question is, have you told your partner first that it's an issue? And if you have... Have they continued, which it sounds like if they have, they have continued it. Mm-hmm. And then that says a lot about their character. If you have voiced an issue in your relationship with them or an issue in like how you perceive how they mm-hmm. act with other people and they continue to do it. Yeah. I think I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, when I, when I first when I heard this, I immediately thought of uh, <laughs> that Marcus Houston song, "That Girl." Mm-hmm. Remember that song back in the day? If I wanted that girl, oh. then I would be with that girl. But that one ain't for Funny. me. <laughs> She's fine as hell, but she will always be <laughs> that girl. Yeah, but she, he was like looking at the girls or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What is a look, right?" Because yeah. I think there's a difference between like, "Oh yeah. yeah," versus like. Yeah, like yeah i go I, okay i'm i can see both sides of this yeah. because like like i said i've never personally dealt with that issue mm-hmm. like that not that i noticed mm-hmm. but i can see how like if you deal with certain insecurities and it's the complimenting too it's like yeah, yeah if you deal with certain insecurities kind of yeah it's just like oh she she's so pretty whatever i don't know like we don't have it's a really fine as hell hey girl hey girl yeah yeah so i can see that like i think i think the point is like one have you talked to them about it because you don't want somebody just to reduce your feelings down to just being like jealous or annoying or whatever Mm -hmm. if if it is actually affecting your self-esteem and you're saying like and you're telling them that it's affecting your self-esteem and then they don't make that change or at least try to be more subtle with it like then like do you want somebody to make you feel shitty yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think I would. That's and, what it sounds like she's feeling. Yeah. yeah. And if you feel like, 
oh man, like he he keeps doing this even though it's hurting me. But that's not what she said. She, I don't mm-hmm. so I don't know if she. I think right now she's trying to validate, trying to see if someone can validate that her validate her feelings. Yeah. And I think your feelings are your feelings, right? Yeah. Like if if you're if watching if seeing your partner or your boyfriend whatever like look at other women and compliment other women like does damage to your self esteem then. You, that, that's valid. Yeah. I think I think even men, like if I was to have, a, like say if I had a partner and then every time I see a guy and I'm just complimenting their muscles or their height or whatever mm-hmm. and my partner is telling me like that, like I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, boy, whatever, stop being, like right. you would feel some type of way. You know how I feel about my height. Yeah, like, it's like there's nothing bad about you. Right. I'm just saying he's six three, like, and, and you're five like eight. No. Yeah, I, I don't know. So I think for that, I think it's fair to say like your feelings are valid, and I think that you should just talk to them about it because I think sometimes, and it's not just with men, but just with people in general. Yeah, sometimes behaviors seem so like normal to us, and we might not think that it's affecting the other person in the way that it is. And yeah. so I think sometimes it takes saying like. Like that is hurting me, or like that um, that makes me feel insecure, or this is not helping with my self esteem, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that when if and then like you said, you see how they respond to it, right? Like how what's their response? Yeah. Are they like okay, you know what, like whatever, just stop being jealous, stop being annoying, yeah. or are they like oh, you know what, babe, I'm sorry, like I didn't realize that this was a problem. Mm-hmm. But either way, like I do think it's natural for people to look at other people and find other people attractive, mm-hmm. but just. Be subtle, like don't to be complimenting. So, like, I would, I don't, I would never do that to my partner, right? Like, unless it was like Michael B. Jordan or somebody. Look, I feel like you should know if Michael B. Jordan walks. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, you know, take that. Take that one as an L. Yeah, just move move on with your life. (laughs) That's the one time that's gonna happen. Yeah, like I got one in me, but like the rest. Right. Yeah, I'm just going to press. Exactly. Yeah, you ain't got to worry about them. I so. feel like Coda is very passionate about this subject. He yes, he's very passionate about He's say. just passionate about being pet. Yes. So, so yeah. I totally agree with mm-hmm. what you're saying. So, I guess ultimately, yeah. my, my side of the advice mm-hmm. is to make sure that you clearly, and, and take some time to yourself so that way you can plan the conversation yeah, or plan the points that you want to hit in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Talk about it very thoughtfully. Have a, come in there with an open mind, you know, that way if you receive any information, you can process it before deciding what your next steps are. Um, But I think that your feelings are valid. Mm -hmm. You just have to communicate that with them very clearly and if they continue to do it and it does mm-hmm. hurt you, th- at that point, you do have to decide, like, okay, maybe I stop having this type of relationship with this person and find someone who values how I feel about this. Yeah, I think that's a fair. I think that's fair and complete advice. Yeah. That's not okay, period. <laughs> you got it from here. <laughs> we'll see what you do. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I like that. I think that was cool. A that nice little way fun. to kind of get the juices flowing. Yeah. So, yeah. So, tell us what you think about doing anonymous advice. Or, if you have 
questions of your own, dilemmas of your own, you know, you can leave them in the comments below mm -hmm. or maybe you can DM, DM us on Instagram yeah. at What's Down Podcast. We will keep your identity anonymous. Yeah, we'll keep, <laughs> if you want. And then, um, yeah, if you have your own little dilemmas that yeah. or questions and stuff like that, just appropriate questions too, because yeah. if you ask weird stuff, there are stupid questions to me. I'm sorry. I know people say that there are no such thing as stupid questions. There are 100% things as stupid questions, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And if you ask one, it's going to get ignored. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm I just might saying. hit you back like this ain't She make might it. hit you. <laughs> I'm going to completely act like I didn't see it. So, and that's on period. Um, anyway, thank you for tuning in so far. If you are enjoying this podcast. Thank you for tuning in to What's Down Podcast. Uh, if you are enjoying it so far, we ask that you, if you are watching on YouTube, that you like this video, you share this video with a friend, family, neighbor, Amazon delivery driver, UPS driver, uh, United States Postal Service, uh, Royal Mail, if you're in the UK, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. And, you know, whatever. Just share it with, share with the people that you know. Um, we ask that you subscribe. Make sure you hit the notification bell so you know when we are uploading videos. We upload every monday she does new episodes <laughs> come out every monday at 10 a.m central standard time yes okay and if you are not watching on youtube but you are a audio listener on spotify what well, technically you watch visuals on spotify too on spotify apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you are yeah. we ask that you please 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 leave a five-star review let us know what you think in the comments. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you're liking, what you're not liking, what you want more of, what you want less of. We are very, very open to feedback. We are very, very interested in making this grow, making this a beautiful, thoughtful, funny, happy community. And we need your help to do that. We can't just do it on our own. So we would love your, <laughs> <laughs> we would love your wonderful feedback. And uh, we thank you so far. You can follow us on social media. I know the TikToks and shorts uh have not been going up these last couple days There's a lot going on There's a lot going on but they will be back like they never left they will be back like they never left so we want to be able to pump out more for you guys and the more that we can do um and the more people that we can get along board um then it can open up opportunities for us to do more things and to yeah. get more content so thank you thank you in advance and at present for anyone who's already doing it, I yeah, guess. Yeah, and for all the people who are already doing it and, and subscribing and yeah. starting to... I see y'all starting to come... Y'all starting to slowly get used to us. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's okay. We we, we patient. Yeah. We're patient. We're, we're worth the wait? No, we're willing... You're worth the wait. You're worth the wait for us. Yeah. So we know y'all got to get to know us before y'all start leaving stuff and commenting mm -hmm. and stuff or whatever. That's fine. I got commitment issues too. Yeah, we, we all do. So... We'll, we'll we'll wait. We'll we'll wait you out. No. <laughs> we ain't got no choice. <laughs> we actually don't have a choice. Uh, right. We don't have a choice. So, um, but thank you so much for the comments that you have left so far. It's been really nice to start seeing some stuff yeah. come through um, a little bit more consistently. Yes. Thank you. So yeah, thank you so much. So girl, like, how you been? I've been I've been all right. Yeah. Like I feel like I feel like. Um, I have not been, I haven't slept properly mm. 
yet since mm-hmm. we came back. So I feel like I just need a, a good day of sleep. You know, like mm-hmm. when you get to sleep in. Yeah. And you don't got to wake up at like six, seven in the morning. And you yeah. can just like kind of sleep a little bit. Like I need one of those days. So yeah. hopefully, actually I won't be getting it anytime soon now that I think about it. About the things I have coming up. But other than that, like I feel really good. Um, like when did I, how far we removed from my birthday? A little over, uh, 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 over a week now mm-hmm. since since the birthday trips in South Carolina and everything. Yeah. So, um, but other than that, I mean, I'm feeling really good. Like, I've just been at home. I just, I feel like I've got to get into um, hibernation mode, so to speak. Like, get ready for, get ready for like the fall, winter, yeah. kind of like redo some decor you know what I mean? Start putting away the summer stuff mm-hmm. and like the whatever stuff, and then like transitioning into like that fall weather, getting my sweaters out. Which uh, apparently Chicago said we don't need today because it was a clear, sunny, beautiful day today. It's in October. Today. And, and, well, basically, it's still September technically. Yeah. And it's going to be like 80 degrees. It's gorgeous today. There's there wasn't a cloud. In Literally the sky. no clouds in the sky. We walked on the lake and everything, and yeah, uh, yeah it's beautiful out. So I guess she, I guess uh, Mother Nature decided to give us a little bit more sun. She she didn't give it to us in South Carolina. She owed us. She owed us these two these few days of eighty degree weather. So yeah. So yeah. But uh, other than that, I'm doing good. How you doing, girl? What's down? Girl, <laughs> you know I've decided to be well. <laughs> hey, come on. Let's Delulu go. continues, honey. The Delulu continues. It won't stop. Wait, can't stop, won't stop. Uh, Rockefeller we, we, we get down, down baby. We, we get, get down. down. Hey, um, <laughs> never stop, never stop. Never stop. <laughs> I will say, I was, okay. So you know this, and I guess I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, Past two days, I've been crying. I know, you told me. And I just, like, not been good mentally and just, like, keeping to myself and stuff. And I was like, no, more. I'm going to record my podcast. I don't need my best friend to deal (laughs) with this on this day. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just like, I'm just going to concentrate on creating the space to be happy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start to kind of, you know, make the space to like, or the time, like creating the time, like getting Mm -hmm. rid of some things for now or permanently, depending on, you know, how things go. Mm -hmm. Um, Just so I can like have the time to like go see my doctor, go to therapy, mm-hmm. go to like start doing the physical and mental and spiritual healing that I need. Um, and I'm happy with making that decision. Okay. And it feels good. And I feel great. And and that's not just Delulu. I do feel great in this Yeah, moment. that's um, good. So yeah, that has been kind of just where I've been at for the past few days. That's a good place to be. I mean, yeah. like, well, not the place of, like, crying and, like, yeah. all that stuff. But I think that I, I can't remember how many times you've told me, like, yeah, I've been crying. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that when you, you're you starting to get to a point where you're just being more open about, like, how you actually feel. Yeah. Versus, like, how you think you should be feeling. Yeah. And I think that that's, like, I'm proud that you're getting to those places. Um, I think that acknowledgement is, like, the first step. Be like, you know, I'm not okay. Yeah. I'm going to have a good day today. Mm-hmm. But And I don't think that, I know when we talk about Delulu, sometimes, like, it might seem like it's a, it's a, 
is sort of like putting away your problems and pretending like they don't exist. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's what it is at all. It's just like, you know what, for this hour, for this yeah. moment, I'm choosing happiness and I'm choosing joy. But I'm also doing the work outside of that as well to yeah. make sure that I can have more consistently good days. I feel like it's like exercise. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, I don't feel like going to the gym. Mm-mm. I feel tired. I feel fatigued. Yeah. But for this next 30 minutes to an hour, I'm going to push my physical limits. I feel like Delulu is like pushing the mental limits. Like Oh, for sure. And then sometimes, you know how after you've exercised, you have that physical high. Like, I'm yeah. like okay, I actually do feel like that's what Delulu mm-hmm. does, I think, for me right now. That's um, fair. And like when we were, I feel like there have been, and I know we're going to talk about this at some point, mm-hmm. but being intentional about being like, hey, I'm not going to like not tell Jessica how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. I'm going to identify how I feel and I'm going to be like, hey, Jessica, like I am not mm-hmm. okay. Or I am been crying or I, you know. Yeah. So I'm trying to be better about that. And I think this past year to year and a half ish. Mm hmm. Um, been very intentional about being honest about how I feel. And now I'm branching that out to others and it feels nice. That's good. Like, I'm proud of you. What do you, do you think there was like any specific moment or catalyst that was like, you know what, the way I used to do things no longer like works for me. And now I'm going to move forward and do it this way. I think, um, and I know we're going to talk about it in a future episode, so I'll just touch on it briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that House of Blues. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. There was a, a point where um, I was triggered by a traumatic experience that I had in going back to the place that I had that experience. Mm-hmm. And it just, I don't know, something happened and, you know, just there was like a snap and it was just a bad experience for everyone involved. Um, and you see that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was a bad experience for everyone involved. And I think that and that and Vegas, because sometimes I think when I feel a certain way, if, if I, I run out of the ability to um, to put on the mask of being okay. Yeah. And when I get to like empty, mm-hmm. I, I, I no longer have empathy. Mm-hmm. I, I can only communicate without being thoughtful. And that's what really sucks because yeah. I never want to not be thoughtful, especially to the people that I care about the most. Mm-hmm. And... It just sucked, like, seeing how hard other people took it. Yeah. Um, So I try the best I can to be as thoughtful as I can for as long as I can. And when I feel like I'm going to run out of gas, I try to be like, no, I can't go. Or I can't do it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was so happy with when I was like, I'm not going to go. I can't remember what the thing was. but I was like, Yeah, it was like a get together or something. Like, I was like a gather. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. So. And I think that's fair. Yeah. 
I mean, and I also think that like, I I, I don't think we get taught enough that it's okay to be selfish sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like to have those moments in our lives where we're retreating within ourselves and we're telling other people like, you know what, I can't do this and I can't do that. Because I think the people who love you and who care about you will understand that. They'll understand that you need that space to yourself. Mm -hmm. And they understand that, you know what, like if if she's not available in this way emotionally, like that's fine. Like I don't need you to be, I don't need you to be on for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I like I just need to know what 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 I'm dealing with. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I don't need I I never want you to feel like you have to be happy for me or like like ecstatic for me. You know what yeah. I mean? I just need to know I right, what's how what 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 is I just know what time yeah, are we on? I just need to know what is it. Right. <laughs> I just need to know what is it. You know what yeah. I mean? And then I can be like, okay, so this is what I'm dealing with today. This is how she feels today. All right, let me, like, what do you need from me? Or what don't you need from me? You yeah. know what I mean? And um, and I feel like there was a point where I felt like I kept trying to, like, be like, well, what is it? And, like, what can, what is the answer? And I'm, like, and, ah! and I'm just like, but I can understand, like... When I when I really think about our friendship, mm-hmm. I and I can only speak from my point of view. I feel like you're my first friend where I've been able to like be completely sad and be able to like say like I'm completely sad. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about that, sometimes I'm like maybe we just don't know how to have friends where we can be our full selves, like the full spectrum of our our yeah. lives. Where it's like I can be my happiest, most joyful, mm-hmm. and then I can be my most sad and like frustrated. Yeah. And so it's like we're always in this constant dance of like, is it okay for them to see me like this? And I want you to know that it's so one hundred percent okay for me to see you however you need to be seen that day. Yeah. And like for me, I don't know. I just I just feel like I'm always like, <laughs> do the thing. I'm like. <laughs> I'm just like well I'm like so now I think more my attitude is more so like everything doesn't need a solution mm-hmm. and so sometimes you just have to be like all right whatever you whatever you need if you just need to be sitting here sad if you just want me to sit next to you and play Pokemon while you sit next to me playing Pokemon <laughs> literally that was no <laughs> we did that for like three hours we were just sitting next to each other like <laughs> <laughs> I just caught a Pikachu. I was like, girl, but if you go by the lake over the by the thing, you can get an Abra. Like, Why does Abra keep disappearing? <laughs> That's what they do. You gotta sneak up on them. Oh, I gotta hide in the grass. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt like that was lit. Like, yeah. and it, and it didn't. I we didn't need to be on for each other. We mm-hmm. didn't need to be like whatever. Sometimes you just gotta exist with your friend. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, I, I will say, and I think a lot of it has to do with like, you know, growing up mm-hmm. in the culture that we grew up in, you know, I think I, I know that I tried to like say things to people and it just wasn't oh, yeah. received. And I'd be as clear as like, I took a bunch of pills just a moment ago and I was sad that I woke up mm. and it's like, oh, Okay. Yeah. You know? And, and then look, I, yeah. it, you just start to box it up and you don't express it anymore. Mm-hmm. And what sucks is that creates a problem 
later when you have relationships that are really important to you mm-hmm. and you don't feel comfortable talking about it. Yeah. So. Do you need a minute? I think so. <laughs> we can take a break. It's okay. <laughs> a few moments later. All right, girl. We done crying. <laughs> <laughs> we back. We back. After like we never messages. left. After these uh, messages. Eyes are dry. Is my uh, eyes Yeah. Right? No, they're good. Nice and white. See, that's what, you know, sometimes you just need to moisturize. Yeah, you just got to lubricate. <laughs> it was like, you know, cat hair in the air. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it must have been the cat hair. and Yeah, uh, yeah the allergies. That's mm-hmm. what it is. That's you know, what it I'm, is. I'm allergic to cats. Yeah, it's not unpacking emotional trauma, none of that. No, it's, none it's, of that. It's cat hair. That's what that is. I mean, I, I could be better with the cat hair in here. <laughs> I could be better. You remember that one time? Mm. I think we had a meeting. And I was vacuuming. Oh, and I almost died. You almost died. Yeah. We had to leave and go to Walmart. Walgreens. Greens. And then. I was like, yes, two allergy pills, please. (laughs) I was. Immediately. I was, yeah, I was not okay. Yeah, no bueno. Um, No bueno. So. So, I'm glad you made it. (laughs) I'm here. You lived. I lived. But did you die? I did not die. It felt like death. But it was not death close to it afterlife um so yeah um let's go into the next topic yeah let's just move on yeah. so we were chatting uh yesterday yeah trying to think of like some things to talk about today mm-hmm. and it's i think we came across the thing like letting go of something that you thought you wanted um mm-hmm. and it's something that i've had to do yeah. While I'm trying to focus on my mental health, um, I've decided to walk away from something that I've wanted. Well, not walk away. For right now, I'm just taking a break from something that I've wanted since I was a child, like mm-hmm. young, young. Yeah, I wanted to be, I wanted to give myself a little bit more space in my schedule and in my time mm-hmm. so that I can focus on like getting to find the right person i feel like i might have to date around on some you know some therapists um and just i like being to myself and i feel like sometimes when i surround myself with a lot of people um it's hard for me to philosophize and like hone in on like my own voice um and i think you've been super helpful because i've been kind of talking to you about it mm-hmm and when I talk to you about it versus talking to other people about it who may be in it, you've been very supportive about me taking the time. Of course. Um, so thank you for that. Girl, you're welcome. Thank you for being a friend. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said we're starting from the bottom now we're here, girl. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to stop. Gonna stop. <laughs> do, 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 do. The <laughs> he always wins yes. for me for doing yes. that rendition of the golden girls uh oh, theme song love so it. what do you think is like why do you think it's so hard for like to to sort of let go of something mm-hmm. especially if you've been like working toward it i feel like i've spent more of my life wanting to do it Mm-hmm. than not wanting to do it. I gotcha. Like, I've spent 
when did I join? Um, over 20 years mm-hmm. wanting to do this thing. I've seen my, my dad involved. And I want to preface this. This is not a cult. This is, <laughs> this is not mm-hmm. anything out of the ordinary. It's just an organization that I wanted to be a part of since I was a child. Mm-hmm. And I think that spending so much time wanting to do it and then being very involved in it, working really hard to kind of elevate in it. Mm -hmm. um, I put a lot of time and effort into it. Yeah. And when I feel like when you put so much of yourself into this thing and you're like, I need to like leave this here for a while or I need to walk away from it like indefinitely. Mm -hmm. That is there's a lot of words I want to come up with. It's scary. Mm-hmm. It um, it gives me a bit of an anxiety. Yeah. Because what if this is something I feel temporarily and I want to just like, I want to pick it up later. Um, or what if like walking away from it for right now mm-hmm. is just, what if I'm being selfish again? Okay. Um, It's hard to unpack, but... I know, like, when I decided to do it, I felt, again, so much peace. Yeah. I felt a stillness Mm -hmm. that I feel like has been a gift from God over the years. Like, when I feel that, I know it's the right decision to make. Oh, for sure. Um, So, yeah, I mean... I mean, that's all I can say about it because I'm still trying to quantify and still trying to like find the words to like define it. Mm-hmm. But I know like it's the best decision that I've made so far mm-hmm. in this journey. I gotcha. So I, I want to go back because you said like it sometimes you think it might cause you like some anxiety to maybe not be a part of it. Like mm-hmm. where do you think that anxiety like comes from? Is it just like this is part of who you are or Mm. is it what other people think or Mm. like is it maybe disappointing like other people because i know you said like it makes you feel selfish yeah um and if you don't want to go there we don't have to but like just trying to see i think on a personal level i've put a lot of pressure on myself Mm -hmm. because there is a particular finish line I got you. And I'm like, I haven't made it. Mm-hmm. And it gives me a little bit of anxiety because I was like, oh, you know, do I walk away? Do I have to start all the way over? Or do I have to like, do I extend mm-hmm. that timeline? Yeah. And um, there are, I think, people within it that take note of like the different things that people do. Like you're, you're watched. Gotcha. And... I'd hate to think that me prioritizing certain parts of myself, whether it be physical, mental health, or anything else, is considered a bad thing. Mm. I don't think it would be, but you never know. You never know. What certain people think about certain things. That's true. Um, so, and yeah. And then you got my, you know, my dad. He's been in it as long as I've been alive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really... It was kind of like something I thought about to like, one, I wanted to be a part of it to have a community for myself, mm-hmm. but also as a way to honor him. Yeah. And 
I don't know. It sucks because I haven't told him yet. I'm probably going to tell him like this weekend. Oh, yeah, because this goes up. This Monday. goes up Monday. So I'm just saying. It's only a couple days. Yeah. I got to muster up that courage. Yeah. Um, so. I, 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 I mean, if anybody understands what that's like, I, I understand. I'm not going to leave you on the dark, girl. I'm going to share a story, too. <laughs> Like, well, Laura was completely vulnerable. Uh, ah. Thank you for watching. <laughs> like, girl, I'm good. I don't got no problems. No, <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I, I do get, I do get with that's like my situation is a bit different because it was a situation where it was like I was kind of born into something yeah. and sort of like conditioned and socialized to be like this is this is what you should be this is what you should want to do and then I had to like walk away from it and like for anybody who I mean I don't I can I feel like I could be more comfortable in saying like it was church for me yeah and it's not that I hate church people it's not that I am now agnostic or atheist or anything Mm -hmm. like that I still very much believe in God I believe that there is a God but like I always joke like if I was born on a Friday I was in church that Sunday Mm. you know what I mean like my family like we were church people and not just church people like we just went and sat and went to church I'm saying like we went and we went we were in ministry right Mm -hmm. like my parents were evangelists um and my dad was a pastor for over 20 years I think um so we we this was this was our church schedule Okay, so on Sunday, we would have early morning service, which was like 8, 830 or something like that. Then we would go to Sunday school, 10 o'clock. Then you had 11 a.m. Sunday service, and then that would last for however long. And then we would go home sometimes and then come back to church for evening service. Okay. That's just Sunday. (sighs) Right? Mm -hmm. And then I think Monday, Tuesday, there were like some prayer days in there that sometimes our parents would take us to. Wednesday was Bible study. Okay. So we'd be at Bible study on Wednesday. Friday was uh, another deliverance service like night. So we'd be at church on Friday. And then Saturday we had youth camp. So we would go to church to like convene with the youth and they would bring us apart into groups and we would do a multitude of things at the church. And then we would just do it again. And like, it it, it was, you know what I mean? And like, even, even at church, like after church, our parents, like I said, my parents were evangelists. So they were, we had, they used to call what they call Presbyterian meetings. Mm -hmm. So even if after church, they would all go to Presbyterian meetings and they're like all the kids, we'd just be waiting around for like sometimes 30 minutes, an hour Mm. just for them to have a meeting. And then we can finally go eat and have dinner just to come back that night for Sunday night service. And then we did that for years and years and years. And then when I was around like, I think I was around like 15, 16, maybe 16, 17 is when we moved in with our dad and and we started basically going to my dad's church full time because like we had the church we grew up in. Then like I said, my dad was a pastor. And so we would go to his church like every other weekend at some point. But at some point we start going to his church like full time. And so I, I... I've always been a part of some type of ministry or whatever. And, um, and at one point I, I, I think I start like doing so many things because like, I, I would say the one thing, the, the age I remember like really getting involved was probably like 15. Now I had already been doing stuff before then, uh-huh. but it was like, when I'm like, this is your role is audio visual 
at one point I was a youth leader, like a youth, like I, I can't say youth pastor, mm-hmm. but I was like a uh, head of the youth ministry. So it was like, I did, I was doing that yeah. at like 18, 19 years old. Um, and just like doing a, doing a lot, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Whether it be administrative stuff, audiovisual stuff or whatever. And in my mind, it had always, I had always hoped like, okay, one, one day, this is going to grow and then I'm going to be able to like train up somebody else and they can do the thing. And then I'll be able to like slowly kind of back away and start doing more. So like living my life and that just never really happened. And then you're dealing with all the issues that come along with being a part of a ministry and all of that stuff. But I started getting to a place in my own life where I'm like, I believe in God. Don't get me wrong. I do. But then there's like certain messages that now I'm scratching my head and I'm like, all right, do I believe this about homosexuality? Do I believe this about marriage and family? Do I believe this about whatever? And, but when you grow up in that environment, you're taught that you questioning that Mm -hmm. is a sin, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, or that's not your, that's not God's voice. Right. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, so I struggled with that for years and years because I felt like I no longer or did I ever identify with all of these things that I was being taught. Yet I'm here every Sunday or whatever time. And it's more difficult because my dad is the pastor. And like, it's not just leaving this church It's telling my father, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And I probably felt like that for years yeah. like for years and years and years and then I feel like basically majority of my 20s like kind of devoted time and money and effort into that a lot of hours I, I like all the editing and stuff like we used to do I my we used to have radio shows so I used to do some of the editing and like the of the episodes of that at one point I was on a radio show yeah. <laughs> like uh we had a radio show on 102.3 when when I was in like my early early 20s like we were it was a lot of work and you know like even when we lived together like I would get up every Sunday drive down mm-hmm. you know what I mean to do all this stuff and I just kept getting to a point where I'm like I just don't want to do this anymore yeah but there's that feeling like I've always been in church and I've always been told that you always have to be in church and you can't just leave church yeah. like unless you go into another church. But I was starting to feel like I don't know that I want to be a part of this institution anymore at all. Mm. And so how do you wrestle with that? How do you wrestle with that attitude or that ideal when you've been taught that this is how you exist? Yeah. And it's not just what you're being taught. It's like, this stuff becomes a part of your identity too. Mm-hmm. It's like, who am I if if I'm not a pastor's daughter who does X, Y, Z? Like, this is how I've been living my life. Yeah. And if I don't do this anymore, like, what does that mean moving forward? And so it's like, I think that sometimes for me, I, and, I, and I don't think it's just for me, I think it's for people in general, is that sometimes you're faced with a decision and all you know like, you don't know what's next, if that makes sense. Yeah. You don't know what it should look like yet. Mm-hmm. You don't know, all right, am I, do I just need a break? Am I done completely? Am I whatever? 
And I feel like for me, I just kept feeling like I need to know like what's next Mm -hmm. and I need to have a plan after this. I can't just make this decision and not have everything else lined up next. And I had to get to the place where I'm like, all you need to know is that it's just not this. Yeah. Like you might not know like, okay, well, if you're not going to be at your dad's church, who's heard you going to be at? Nobody's. Mm -hmm. Maybe no one's. Maybe I don't do that anymore. Maybe that doesn't, that maybe that's not a part of my life anymore. All I know is that what I'm feeling right now, and this is, this just does not work. Mm-hmm. And that's all I need to know. I don't need to know everything else. I just need to know that this doesn't work. And that was one of the toughest conversations I ever had to have in my life was like, call my dad and be like, I don't want to do this anymore after doing it since I was 15. And I, and it, and it took me till I was what? 31, 30, 31, 32 mm-hmm. to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. That's a hard conversation. Yeah. I remember, t- you know, kind of talking to you about that for a yeah. while. And then you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And But it took you a while to like it took me build so long. the courage to, and build, and kind of, kind of go through the talking points in your mind. Like, I, you don't, you yeah. didn't want to miss anything. Mm-mm. You wanted to make sure the conversation would be clear and well yeah. out. and concise. So, that yeah. was, that, I know that that was a tough part. Yeah, it's tough. And so, like, I don't completely, like I said, understand your part because your story is more so like you had all these hopes and dreams for something and then it didn't end up like that. Yeah. Um, but the, the part of when something has either been a part of your identity or been, been a part of your life for so long yeah. and it might have even been something like you say, you put a lot of effort into it, you put a lot of time into it. Like I think about all the things that I did in church and like mm-hmm. all the people that I came to love and to know and to like want to be around and like I remember like even after I made the decision I still went a couple more times just to kind of like phase myself out yeah. and it was just like one of the members was just like like why did you do that like why did you like why did you, why do you want to leave yeah. and that was hard for me because this is somebody I've known since I was a kid yeah. and I had to tell them like I need to move on mm-hmm. like this is just not for me anymore and when I tell you like I think sometimes we can build up like the end in our minds so bad to be so bad. Yeah. But when I tell you the the peace <laughs> that mm-hmm. I have felt ever since letting it go and then all the fear and damnation and stuff that I thought was going to come over me. Yeah. N- none of that happened. Yeah. And and then on the other side of it it allowed my father to come to terms with some things that he had been dealing with on his own and maybe some things that he had been holding on to. Yeah. And he was able to get some freedom in some other parts of his life. And I'm not saying like, oh, I caused it, but it's like by me walking away, it's like, all right, now you got to go figure this thing out on, on on your own. So what does that look like for you? And, and so, yeah. So I think for yourself, like I'm proud of you. Because I know that that's not, I know that that's not easy. Yeah, I think that maybe something that we both maybe thought about, maybe we didn't put into words, is we didn't want that investment to be empty. We didn't oh, want to yeah. put all of our eggs in this basket, and then you know, then re- nothing is returned. Right. And I think that that is a hard thing. Yeah. Um, and I I know, like for me. I guess I can relate 
on a small level because a lot of people ask me, like, why don't you go to church mm. all the time? And I think for me, um, the best way that I can explain it is you do this thing because someone else tells you to do it mm-hmm. for a very long time. Yeah. And I think that my relationship with God was not a personal one. Mm. It was something that I was told to have. Oh, for sure. So when I stepped away and I started having a very personal relationship with God, like I talk to God often. When I'm having a bad time, I thank God. When I'm having a good time, I thank God. Like I, I think that building my own relationship outside of hearing everybody's perspective and reading some things for myself um, is real was really important before I went back to Mm -hmm. church. Um, So, you know, even my dad's like, so when you go come back to class, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm gonna come back. But it just, I want it to be on my own terms with God. Like I want it to be a different relationship than just, based off of your relationship or being indoctrinated into anything. Oh yeah. Or feeling like, Oh, I have to. Right. Yeah. I want to, I want to want to do it. Yeah. No, I feel like I feel that. And I feel like in certain parts of my life, there's been areas where I'm like, like, um, there's been areas where there's, there's things that you're being taught Mm -hmm. and you're like, Oh, this is what you should and shouldn't do. Right. And it's like, but I'm only, either doing it or not doing it because somebody told me to. Right. And then like when I was able to step away, mm-hmm. it's like I find myself coming back to those things more so naturally. Yeah. Being like, "Oh, okay, now that I'm existing in the world, yeah. Now I feel like I'm choosing to be this way." Right. Like I'm choosing to go about life this way. Because it makes sense. Right. And not because I, I should or else I'm going to go to hell. But mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know what? Maybe I need to stop drinking. Maybe. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you start to mm-hmm. see like, oh, okay, maybe this is why yeah. certain things are in place or why like like God instructs us to be a certain way. Yeah. And, and it's like, and so you begin to understand it more. So now it feels like it doesn't feel like. I'm being commanded or whatever. Yeah. It's like, I, I'm going to choose this anyway. Right. And I'm, you know, so, so yeah, so you, you begin to learn. And I think that when it, when the, when it comes to like letting go of something, mm-hmm. when it comes to making that super tough decision to yeah. say, you know what, this is not working anymore or mm-hmm. the way that I'm doing this is not working. Yeah. Instead of just trying to like, all right, let me try to mold it or fix it. It's like it's yeah. like having a, a stripped screw, you know? And it's like you just keep trying to, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you keep trying to... And it's just like you're making it worse and worse and worse. Worse and, and worse. And you it worse and worse. And it's just like it just doesn't work anymore. So I, I've i done it. I've, I know what it's like yeah. when you have to walk away and, like, you you have all these memories and like I said, these relationships. And then especially for me, when I used to think about church, I'm like, I got so much good stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I did, I got a good amount of things and I got, I have people that I've 
loved and have loved me and that have poured into me and people that have, you know, um, like changed my life for the better. And I've had different experiences in life because of these people. So it feels like a re- when you when you feel like you have to let go, yeah. it feels like a rejection of all of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Almost like, fuck that. And it's like, it's not that though. Right. Right? It's like choosing yourself Mm -hmm. doesn't mean rejecting everything else. It's just like, I understand that and I appreciate that and Mm -hmm. I thank you. Yeah. In this moment in my life, I need to be the center and I need to put myself first. And all of those things that I'm getting Mm -hmm. are not outweighing all of the pain that I'm feeling. Yeah. It, by staying in this so i need to be able to move on and i can tell you the people who get it the girls who get it get it truly and the people who love you will still continue to be in your life the people who understand will still continue to be in your life and then the people who like may not they may not and i think that comes back to a conversation we had on an earlier episode like talking about the difference between like confidants and comrades and constituents and it's like you'll by making those tough decisions you'll find those confidants you'll find people that's like i don't care if you're a part of this or if you're a part of that yeah i don't care if you to say no to this no to that i'm for lauren yeah so whatever lauren's doing i'm like on board like let's go yeah and it's not like oh you're not a part of this anymore all right well now you're over there it's like okay Mm -hmm. well then you weren't a confidant anyway yeah so it's been interesting like getting like telling the people Mm -hmm. the people who i have told that i'm stepping away for a bit and then being like, all right, well, I'm going to still bug you anyway. Yeah. I'm going to see if y'all still bug me. It's also been really good mm-hmm. kind of going back to, to church, like to like kind of break the norm. To oh, step yeah. away, break the norm, break your understanding of everything. Mm-hmm. And then, but the beautiful part about it is coming back to it still. Yeah. It's like challenging your convictions and finding out like, actually... Maybe I do believe this. Yeah. And and maybe, okay, maybe I do actually align with this. Yeah. And so I would rather come back to it in that way. On your own. On terms. my own instead of feeling like, oh, I feel terrible and bad about myself. Let me mm-hmm. go back so I don't feel terrible and bad. And it's yeah. just like, no. Like, I want it to be from a place of freedom. And I want yeah. it to be from a place of, like, true love and, like, admiration for that experience. Yeah. And it's not just for church. It's for anything that you have yeah. going on in your life. Like, sometimes you have to make that tough decision and you've poured so much into it, whether it be a, a person, like, w- whether it's, like, a relationship, we family, yeah, yeah, family member, mm-hmm. a job, I've been there, like, I will get success! And it's just like, baby. Jessica, come over here. Let it go! <laughs> and it's just like, you just, you keep sort of, like, beating this dead horse. And yeah. it's just like, how about we just bury this horse send it away in a, in a nice, respectable mm-hmm. way. And then we go find a nice, lively, healthy horse yes. to ride away on yes. into the, the, the sunrise mm-hmm. of what our future can hope to be. Right. Right? Instead of just, like, being so focused on, like, no, this mm-hmm. has to work. It's just, like, sometimes things are, like, begging for you to let it go. Yeah. And then if it's meant to be, you'll come back to it whatever the yeah. saying is if it is to be or something like that i don't know or like whatever i don't know i i just feel like or i don't know i feel like <laughs> it is what it is right. <laughs> honestly and yeah. 
I, I just don't feel like anything's lost to me. Yeah. Like, if that makes sense. And it's like you're feeling the way you're feeling for a reason. Like, your body is sending you, our body is sending us these indicators that something is wrong. Yeah. And that means something. Mm-hmm. And if we keep ignoring it, it's like, all right, what does that lead to? If I mm-hmm. keep ignoring these sig- these pain signals yeah. that are in my that are in my body telling me that this is not working for me. Yeah. So, uh, so, so, yeah. I would say, what does, I don't want to say success, but like with this process that you're going through, like what do you hope is on the other side of like this decision? And like, if you look at it six months from now, a year from now, like what do you hope for like in your life as a result of deciding on this? I hope for six months from now. I hope to clearly define by then what the issues are Mm -hmm. and have done a good amount of work to maybe not correct, Mm -hmm. but get on the path of a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. And if that includes going back into it, great. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't, then I want to be able to clearly be able to be like, okay, you know what? This is not serving the healthy, happy Lauren. Yeah. You know? Um, I think ultimately that is it because right now I'm trying to find the path. I gotcha. So it's hard to like lay it all out there. I I would like to revisit that question Mm -hmm. maybe in like two months, four months Mm -hmm. as I've started it. Yeah. So I can be like, actually, I finally got to talk to a therapist. We connect, we work, and I have now, I now have a plan. Yeah. Um, But definitely finding a therapist Mm -hmm. that I can communicate with that is receptive to my communication because- we know, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you may come have a therapist mm-hmm. that may not. I don't want to say gaslight. <laughs> I don't think it's that. I think it it's just some, gaslighting. I think it's, it's just sometimes it's just not a right fit. Yeah. And like, like I, I think that some people are just better in other areas of yeah. your life. And then a lot of times some therapists, they're just offering you a different perspective. They're yeah. not saying like, oh, this is what it is. They're saying, well, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? It sounds yeah. like this. It sounds like that. It's just suggestions. Yeah. So, I mean, and if you don't feel like you vibe well with somebody, that doesn't yeah. mean that therapy doesn't work. It just means, means that. you have the wrong yeah the wrong therapist right yeah so you just got to kind of move around until you can find um to find to find that perfect person so that's like step one finding the perp i hope by then i better by then Mm -hmm. have the perfect or the right therapist for what i need Mm -hmm. so that way i can create the plan yeah and i can see what my next steps are that's fair yeah i think that's a great plan it's simple easy to remember in the words of jack sparrow and i'm proud of you Thank you, friend. And I, I think my hope for you is that you just like you, you get on that path. You find that uh, the coping mechanisms and things that you need to to be able to live a happier, healthier life. Yeah. And um, and yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. How about you? I mean, I know you're further along in this than I am, of course. Yeah. With your particular experience. Mm-hmm. So let's say. I'll actually, because it's been a while. Yeah, a long it's been like almost Let's two years now. A year from now, do mm-hmm. you see yourself 
returning to church? Nope. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't. And and I think it's like and it's not so much that it's not so much that I like I said I don't believe in in stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that when I think about who like where I am now in my life and like who I am as a person. Yeah. Cause even like it's not that I haven't been in a church since, right? Like I've right. gone to different services and like I've visited places and and stuff like that. And it's like now that I'm outside of it, mm-hmm. it's like I the way I observe it is totally different. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I see so many things that I'm like, you know what? I I don't know that I can exist in this space like that anymore if Mm -hmm. that makes sense because i feel like it would require me sort of switching off a lot of things that um how can i say it are problematic Mm. it would basically be me like acting like i don't notice that these are problems like sales yeah Mm. it would be like oh it would be like almost like i would have to look the other way Mm. in order to be able to have a good experience and it's like i don't want to be in any institution like that where i see things that are like super problematic and i just sort of ignore it or or don't do anything or whatever and what i'm learning is and i think this is um this is true for like many institutions and even if you think about even if you think about the government or our our country or like whatever it's like as well intentioned as people are yeah the system is the system right and it's like you can be as well intentioned um but if the system has flaws yeah it's like as you you can be happy all you want but it's like if you're putting things through that system yeah problematic things are going to occur and those things are going to happen because the system is so flawed. Yeah. So for me, when I think about my life, I personally can't see me returning to like like returning to an institution like that. I got you. No matter what denomination it is, no matter what it's like because this it's the same systems. Yeah. It's the same structures. Mm-hmm. It requires the same sort of attitude and ways of being that I just don't feel like I have anymore. Mm. Or that I never had, but now I'm comfortable saying like that's not me. And I don't feel comfortable watching this or hearing this or whatever. Yeah. And I I'm not gonna give myself to, to and lend my myself today anymore so I, I i right now i would say no okay that's fair yeah and that's what it's gonna be period poo. period <laughs> so so yeah but uh i think we could close it out there yeah uh thank you so much for watching if you're still at this point in the video thank you so let, let us know what you think about the uh let you know let us know what you think about our this conversation let us know what you think about some of the segments we tried today the uh, anonymous advice um and also let us know like have you been in a situation where it was like you maybe devoted a lot of time and effort and energy towards something whether it's a relationship whether it's an organization whether Mm -hmm. it's church whether it's whatever and you had to come to grips with letting go Mm -hmm. um tell us your story we would love to hear about it um continue to like share uh make sure you subscribe to our channel it really does help us it's free 
It's free. It's free for you, but it means everything to us. It means everything to us. We're so close to 70. We're like two people away from 70. Please. (laughs) Like, and we know we're trying. We just want to get over that first 100 mark. Yeah. And then we want to get 500, then 1,000, then 10,000. I don't know. Like, we just want to keep going and keep growing this community. Be in the first Uh, part of this number. Yeah, be in this number. We really, really appreciate it. Make sure you follow us on social media. Um, All the links and everything will be in the description below. Like I said, if you're an audio listener, please make sure you leave a five-star review. Uh, we would truly, truly appreciate it. And, um, yeah, thank you. Yeah. All right. Bye. <laughs> good day. <laughs> good day. <laughs> I used to stick around. Definitely not for two.